everyone. Kelly Showstrom here with Budgeting Period, the podcast to get you out of debt and also just live a happier life, right? And so this week with Kelly Cords on WJON, we are talking about what does it mean to be cash poor? I'm not going to lie. We always just talk about what is top of mind. We have no filters and we get into term life insurance and so many other topics. And so be sure to tune in. This is definitely an episode if you are just like, I need to know a little bit more of that. All right, everyone. Enjoy. Kelly's my money gal coaching coach. She's been uh, helping listeners and myself ditch debt, live a rich life. And today is one of those days where we want to talk about what being cash poor means, what it is, and why sometimes cash is king. So thank you so much for joining us again, Kelly. This is one of those topics, right, that people, uh, sometimes you feel like, I don't know, with, with the times they are right now, it's really hard to save money. Exactly, Kelly. Hi, thanks for having me. It's good to talk with you every week here. Um, I think being the, the topic of being cash poor and um, it's just really relative because I think we get a lot of pressure about like needing to invest more, needing to um, pay off our mortgage, needing to buy a house, needing to get these bigger expensive things so that we, you know, can build our portfolio. And sometimes building your por portfolio isn't always um, the first thing that you need to do or the thing that you need to concentrate on. And so I just wanted to talk today about what does that mean, your portfolio, your assets, what does being cash poor mean, why do we want to avoid it, and so I thought we would step back a little bit and just talk about why cash, as Dave Ramsey always said, why cash is king. Uh, does that sound good, Kelly? <laughs> I think it sounds good, yes, because this is the question, right? We all feel like we need to own our own homes or we need to rent, we need to get out of the house, maybe not. Yeah, and so... When we, especially when we look at, we think about our money, we start comparing ourselves to our neighbors, our family. We see that they have these large houses, these luxury vehicles. They have these fancy clothing. And we always think that they must be doing pretty well. They must be really rich, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. Material possessions do not equate to your net worth, the amount of money that, you know, your worth on paper. Um, and it's not always the most important thing because as we spend money on houses, cars, whatever, we're actually reducing the amount of cash that we have because either we're taking the lump sum of cash and we're paying for a car outright, right? Or we're getting signing up for a, um, a loan and we have monthly payments. So we're reducing our cash flow that way. Um, and when we don't have cash, we are less able to pay for emergencies. We're less able to pay for things that come up out of the whim that you frankly need cash for. And so it's important to have that that cash available because as we're sticking it into stock markets, as we're buying this new big home, we're losing the amount of cash that we have available. And when we look at our net worth, it doesn't account for cash, but cash is really important because I don't know about you, Kelly, but if um, your car breaks down and your credit cards are maxed, sometimes you just need cash to pay for those things. I know. And that's why cash is so important to have. I, I always encourage my kids to save their money as long as they can. Because I know there's going to be that day when they realize, wow, it's expensive to live out here. Exactly. And COVID taught us another thing, too, that, like, you never know what your employment is going to be like. And so, um, for example, your employment situation could change. And uh, if 
you go three to six and some of us have seen 12 plus months of unemployment, right? We didn't, this isn't the times that we had that three to six month of emergency fund and we were fine. A lot of us actually needed more than that. And you can't sustain life that long merely on credit cards. It's just not possible. We also probably don't have that much um, that the credit cards are willing to give us. And so having cash lets us sustain life a little bit longer because we can just pay for things with that emergency fund. And so as a recap, we always talked about three to six months of an emergency fund. That is definitely the minimum that you want to have. Um, and fun fact, women actually tend to ha- to want higher emergency funds than men do. We usually go for the six-month mark. Men usually go for the three-month mark. Mm. Um, whatever genetics that is or, you know, our codes, our DNA. But Having that cash set aside can make sure that if you lose employment or if you have to sell your home quickly, maybe your job is transferring you or you lost your job and you're now no longer able to afford these extravagant mortgage payments, that we have the cash to sell the home, to rent an apartment, to get the U-Haul van. And as we know, the stock market also changes. We're dealing with that right now. And so if you're looking at if you're counting on, you know, stock market, your investments, or maybe at that point of retiring, and it doesn't look as great as it did previously, cash on hand can help you get through some of those times. Well, there's so many things that you can throw at this, right? Because there's a lot of people out there that say, okay, I'm already in like a, a home mortgage situation, but now with times changing, my house has become worth more. Um, and my, my payments uh, or my, uh, you know, the taxes are going up. I'm not so sure that I can afford to continue live where I'm at because my income isn't going up. We talked about this yesterday. Income's not going up, but the value of my home is. That was their investment. That was their future. So you, those people, do they need to consider other avenues like downsizing, selling their house at the larger profit, putting that back, moving into an apartment, or finding a smaller property for less? And Kelly, this is where personal finance is personal, right? I I could never tell somebody sell your house or don't sell your house, but you really have to think about your situation. And this is why it's important that we all dig into our finances, that we all are aware of how much money we make, where how much debt we have, where our money is going, because then we can make a more educated decision on what is best for us. But for example, if you recently lost your lost your job or your income um, took a hit and you're making less money, maybe you went from a two income household to a one income household and you do have an expensive mortgage and let's say you also are not tied to your house it's just somewhere where you happen to live and it's not the place where you raised your babies or it's not a place that you know your parents um gave you when you yeah. turned 21 or whatever the situation is mm-hmm. then maybe you might want to think about selling especially if the market is good um interest rates are going up right now so now might not be the best time but definitely talk to your real estate agent talk to your financial advisor talk to professionals and just see what your options are that's the thing is kelly we just want to know what our options are and if selling the house is an option we can make some good money we can downsize even if it's just temporarily in an apartment for a little bit or renting a house for a little bit um it it's not necessarily a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And then you can start saving that money, putting money back. And then when you have something built up, then go look for something different when the time is right. But exactly. get that cash in pocket. Yeah. Exactly. And if you found yourself buying a house when houses were really affordable and you could buy this bigger, better house, right? Um, And it's just not the case these days. Situations change and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you're bad with money. Um, It just means that you're now aware of your situation and you're willing to make changes in your life to reflect to be able to afford your life. And when we talk about where we want to keep this cash for all these situations that come up where we want to have some cash on hand, that especially that emergency fund, we want to look at a savings account. 
account. We don't want this money to be sitting in an investment or somewhere. Um, we call that liquid. Mm. So we want it to be available. We want to be able to just run our debit card, take money out of the ATM, whatever it is. And so when it's liquid, it's usually in a savings account. It could be online or it can be with your traditional brick and mortar bank. Um, and look for your high interest savings accounts. Those are ones that will yield quite a bit more money. That way, when you have... Um, you know, a lot of money piled up in your emergency fund savings account, you're actually earning more money on top of it. So you're getting paid to have that money sit there. And so to find those kind of interest rates, do you just do a search of your area banks, online banks, look at the interest rates? Exactly. So you can ask your bank, what are your interest rates? And you can compare that to other banks. Online banks are going to have um, better interest rates because they don't have a lot of those fees, right? A handy tool that I always love, um, Nerd Wallet. It's one of my favorite websites just to go for trusted advice. Um, of course, they do have affiliates that they get paid for, but they tell you the numbers, right? And so while they have people that pay to be on their website, they still tell you the real numbers. And so go ahead and just search on Nerd Wallet. Look for high interest savings accounts, probably high interest savings account with the year that you're looking for. Um, and it'll tell you a bunch of different banks with a bunch of different rates. And then you can just decide what bank feels right for me, which one does the thing that I needed to do? Do I need to have an app? Do I need to have a brick and mortar store? Do I need to know that um, I don't have any account fees? Whatever it is, just look at the banks, do your due diligence, stay informed, mm. and make decisions on your money um, based off of, you know, things that actually matter for your life. Don't just do it because your neighbor does it or somebody once said that it might be a good thing. Um, you actually want to stay informed when it comes to your money. Do you ever think about um, things like life, life insurance policies? I know that for younger people, the younger you are, like like for me, I set up life insurance policies for my kids that are like $35, $36 that are whole policies that they will be able to take over and keep with them and keep at those low rates. Um, if you start like a life insurance policy at my age, it's going to be much higher. Uh, and that's a way to sort of protect things in case something happens right down the road. Is that something that's wise or that's something you should do after your cash safe? Your cash is king. So great question, Kelly. And I'm going to just preface this with I am not an insurance agent. I don't sell insurance. I am not a professional. And so take this as just your friend Advice. next door that's having a drink with you. And right. I'm just telling you about my opinions, right, Kelly? <laughs> right. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people have strong opinions about this one, and um, basically, if we if we sit back and we think about life insurance, it is to make sure that our family is okay. It's if we have babies or we have kids, and um, suddenly something happens to me, and I can no longer work, or God forbid, I'm not even around anymore. My spouse is okay, and my children are okay, right? right exactly. And so life insurance is for those that have people that depend on them. And so if you are a 23 year old and you have no kids and no spouse, you do absolutely do not need life insurance. Um, I'm 35. I have a spouse. Um, and I actually don't even have life insurance based off of, I think it's a hundred grand that my employer gives me. Right. Sure, yeah. Um, but if you do have kids, if you do have a spouse, Life insurance can be beneficial, again, to make sure that your family is being taken care of, but it is recommended in some industries, in some of the personal finance worlds, that you take on term life insurance. And what that means is it's just for a period of time, and it's only during the term that your kids are kind of growing up and your kids still need you, right? Mm -hmm. Once your kids are 30, 40, and they're on their own, and they have their own jobs, they actually don't need your life insurance and life insurance at that point is just a bonus for you dying which is a little bit more morbid to say but that's right, all it right. is is they receive they receive some money when you die um 
And so what I always recommend, um, I definitely don't want you to be poor or I don't want you to put life insurance over paying off debt. Paying off debt is going to be your number one. Getting your emergency fund together is going to be your number two. But if you do want to get insurance, if you do have some kids, maybe look at a term policy that'll just cover you for a few years until the kids are a little bit older and grown up. Um, And also I would... um, yeah, get one while you're younger. Kelly, I would say you probably don't need one. I would talk to a professional about what it looks like if you end it versus if it's just you worth you keeping it. Mm-hmm. That's something that you definitely want to look into. But you only need the insurance policy to, to help your family get through. Otherwise, if you are at an age like myself where you don't have it or you don't need it, you don't have kids, I would use that money and I would invest it. And so instead of putting money towards a insurance policy, I would just put it in the stock market, put it towards your emergency fund, put it towards paying up your debt and you can actually increase your wealth that way oh that's a really good idea that's a really good idea because yeah like for me i think about my kids i was i was a term person right a term person making sure that my kids as a single parent i was gonna they were gonna be okay in case something happened to me so that term will end here shortly and once that's over then i don't need to renew it Exactly. I would say no. And then take that money that you are setting aside each month. I know it's very, it's probably pretty minimal, um, but put that towards paying off debt or towards, um, you know, increasing your wealth. Because when you pass away, your your children also can get that money too. And so right. they don't have to deal with an insurance agency. They can actually just get your net worth first that's in the stock market or if you have an investments in homes or whatever it is. And um, I think they'll be appreciative of that too. And there's also this huge flux of parents like yourself that I think are helping their kids out now with their money. And so I know I work with a lot of parents that instead of giving my kids money when I die, I'd rather help them um, put money down on a car or put money down for college. And so you can also use your money that way. You don't have to wait until you pass away to see your children enjoy um, your legacy. Good point. All right. Now people want more help. Maybe they want some help with money, ideas, financing. What is your website and what are you offering right now? So kellyshowstrom.com is my website where you can get all the things that um, help you get started on your personal finance journey to figuring out your money and especially paying off your debt. And I always have the freebie library. So it's a tool that you can sign up for. You get access to it. It's a portal online and you get all of my free tools all the time. And so you don't have to sign up for each new freebie that I hand out or every webinar that I do or every interview that I do with another professional. Um, it's all just kind of in one place. So go to mm. kellyshowstrom.com. That's Kelly and then S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M.com. And you can find the freebie library. You can sign up and get immediate access. And then with that, you can also sign up for my newsletter. That's weekly um, emails that I send out on various topics, depending on the season that we're in, especially with student loans being a big topic right now. Yeah. as always paying off debt and getting ready for the holiday seasons. But the newsletter is a great way to stay connected as well. All right, Kelly. Thank you so much. I always appreciate you being here. It's Kelly Showstrom for our budgeting uh, basics segment.